Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is A Weekly Word. And I'm glad you're with me because we're talking about things you didn't learn in Sunday school. And today I want to talk about things you didn't learn in Sunday school about Isaiah. And here's the thing about Isaiah. I don't remember learning anything about him in Sunday school. Uh, Isaiah was a, a, a very important prophet. I remember reading parts of his book. I do remember studying him when I was in 7th uh, and 8th grade when we had Old Testament history. I went to a Lutheran grade school. Uh, I remember learning about him in college and at the seminary. But I don't remember learning anything at all about him in, in Sunday school. And that's, I think, kind of too bad because his ministry covered some of the most turbulent times in, in the history of the kingdoms of, of Judah and Israel. And I probably need to back up just a little bit there and do a little bit of a recap because you may or may not remember that King David consolidated the 12 tribes of Israel into one kingdom. And then uh, his son Solomon, he expanded that kingdom and it grew under his reign. And then Solomon's son Rehoboam, um, he was not as wise as his father and he made some choices that caused the kingdom to split. And so in the south, you had what was called the kingdom of Judah, and that's where Isaiah was serving primarily, and uh, it's where the, the descendants of David reigned as kings. And then you had the northern kingdom, which kept the name Israel, and those tribes, they... They were ruled by a variety of different kings, some of which were better than others, um, but almost all of which led the people away from God uh, and away from the, the right worship of God. Uh, in fact, I mentioned one of these guys last week when I was talking about uh, Elijah, and I, I actually misspoke. I said it was Ahaz. Uh, Ahaz is part of the story of Isaiah, the king that uh, Elijah was dealing with was a guy by the name of Ahab and his wife Jezebel. So, mea culpa. I apologize for, for misspeaking. Ahab, Ahaz. Um, uh, genuine mistake. Sorry about that. Um, the, the period of, of the, the, the kings of Judah and, and the, the kings of Israel, um, this, this time frame uh, is when uh, there's all kinds of civil war, there's all kinds of trouble that's going on. And when you look at Isaiah's life in particular, his ministry starts about 742 BC. And he's in Jerusalem. And the king, the first king that he is serving under, is a guy by the name of Uzziah. And Isaiah's ministry actually begins when Uzziah dies. And Uzziah had been a good king, uh, he had led Judah into prosperity. You know, th this is probably 200 years, 150 years after Elijah and, and uh, Ahab and the things that we talked about last week. But Uzziah had been king in Judah for about 50 years, and all of a sudden he's gone. You know, here in the United States, we have this four-year election cycle, you know, and, and we're getting ginned up for another one coming up here. And, uh, you know, just think of all the turmoil that goes into that. Well, what happens when the king who has been reigning for 50 years dies? 
there, there's especially when he was good, and then you don't know, you know what's coming next. And what's coming next is Jotham, and uh, Jotham doesn't seem to be particularly exciting or have done much of anything. Uh, but Jotham's son Ahaz, uh, he he gets involved with uh, the the kingdom of Assyria. Um, it's during Ahaz's reign that the northern kingdom, Israel, uh, is invaded by the Assyrian army and they're defeated and they're taken away. And it's then uh, that Ahaz is trying to consolidate his power and he's making alliances that God is trying to get him to, uh, to not put his trust into these other nations but to trust in the Lord instead. And that was a big part of Isaiah's ministry. Uh, after Ahaz comes a king named Hezekiah, and he's a, a restoration of sorts. He's a faithful king. He tries to turn the hearts of the people back to the Lord. He removes false idols and worship from the land. But Hezekiah's son is a guy by the name of Manasseh, and Manasseh is one of the most wicked kings of Judah. Um, and uh, Manasseh actually may have uh, martyred Isaiah by stuffing him into a log and sawing it in half. Um, so you've got this guy, Isaiah, um, who wrote this really big book. 66 chapters is how we've split it out. And modern scholars will suggest that there wasn't just one prophet named Isaiah. They look at this book, this, this great big work, um, and they see it as the work of at least two people. Uh, often I hear Sometimes they talk about four different Isaiahs. Um, they use that as like a pseudonym. Um, and I want to be fair because when you read the book of Isaiah, there is a pretty strong division at chapter 40 in terms of the themes that are going on and, and, and the, the, the matter that Isaiah deals with. Um, but the idea that the same person uh, could not have written on different themes and had different emphases and a different tone, it, well, it just doesn't stand up. Uh, there is no evidence for this in the text itself. Uh, and, and in fact, Jesus quotes from multiple points in the prophecy of Isaiah, and he always just refers to him as Isaiah. You know, he doesn't talk about different ones, and, and so he at least implies that Isaiah is this one person um, who wrote this book. And that being said, this author, Isaiah, he was an exceptionally talented individual. He had to have been very well educated. Uh, he has a vocabulary like nobody else. Um, and just an absolute artist, as well as an incredible preacher. One of my professors from seminary wrote this about Isaiah. He says, rarely have, have inspiration in the poetic and the theological senses been wed so beautifully. That was Horace Hummel. Um, this idea that you know, you're inspired when you write something beautiful, uh, but you're also inspired when you proclaim important theological truths, they come together in Isaiah. Another one of my professors uh, compared Isaiah to Homer. Not, not Homer Simpson, um, Homer, you know, the Odyssey, the Iliad, the guy who wrote those, um, because his vocabulary is just so gorgeous and it's just magnificent when you read it. Um, there are powerful passages in Isaiah's prophecy that, that condemn the sin of Israel 
And then there's glorious promises of God's salvation coming to the people. God's holiness is displayed with fear and awe in this book. And God's condemnation for sin, it's really contrasted sharply with that holiness. Uh, Humanity's sin is, is graphically displayed in contrast to God's holiness. And yet God's faithfulness in both, both judgment and mercy are laid out in this book for everyone to see. No other book points so regularly to the coming of the Messiah. Isaiah points us forward to Jesus so often that this book has been called the fifth gospel. Uh, and that's fitting because the name Isaiah, it means Yahweh, or the Lord, is salvation, which is roughly what the name Jesus means as well. So in Isaiah, we we have these passages that are very familiar to us, like in uh, chapter 7, where it it talks about Emmanuel, and and then in chapter 9, where it says, unto us a child is born, and the government will be upon his his shoulders, and and these passages that we read at Christmas time, and we look forward to the coming of the the birth of the Savior. And yet, as you get toward the end of of Isaiah, especially somewhere around chapter 53, we have these things about a suffering servant, and these images of one who is stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God, and the chastisement for our sin was placed upon him because we all, like sheep, have gone astray. That's all Isaiah. These things that we read connected to Jesus' death to atone for our sins. You've got the whole scope of Jesus' life prophesied in this book. And if you look at how the church uses this book, and you look at the appointed readings on a Sunday, about half of our Old Testament lessons in the three-year lectionary come to us from Isaiah. Isaiah was a counselor to kings. He was a a preacher of God's word. He was a a proclaimer of God's wrath. And he's one who pointed people to Jesus, even before Jesus was born. And he says, the coming of the Messiah, it's, it's in the works. God will do it. And he points us ahead to the salvation that the Messiah, Jesus, wins for us. And so Isaiah, Isaiah remains an important prophet for us to hear. So pick it up, read it, and rejoice in this servant of, of the Lord who points us to Jesus even before he was born and delivers God's promises to us. Thanks for spending some time with me thinking about uh, the prophet Isaiah and how he points us to Jesus. I hope this was a benefit to you. And if it was, would you like it, share it, help other people to find it? Um, I always figure if this has been helpful to you, it'll be helpful to somebody else. And God bless you. I hope you'll come back next week when we talk about not breaking my camera, um, when we talk about Jeremiah.